Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Raindrops. Yes, so I finally got merch. That's right. You can buy your allegedly, and my boys, mugs, T-shirts, raindrops, hoodies, and T-shirts all on carloskingshop.com. That's right. Get your hoodies, your T-shirts, and your mugs all on carloskingshop.com. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Twice a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops. On today's episode of Reality with the King, oh, baby doll, I had to do this episode solo. Yes, my loves, we are going to recap Monica featuring the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, bitch. Yes, that to me is going to be the new name of the show. She's Diana Ross. She's Beyonce. (laughs) She's Michael Jackson. She's Lionel Richie. She's Gladys Knight. If you know where I'm going with this, you can tell that I am naming members of groups (laughs) who have amassed an amazing solo career. Look, I know Monica's fate on the show is still up for debate. So we will figure out what that means after part three of the reunion. We're now in part two. But I must say, Touchette, Touchette. Touchette. Monica, I love you, but what the fuck is Touchette? (laughs) I know about Touche, and I know about toupees, honey. No, I don't wear one. But I have never heard of Touchette. But if that's the language of Monica, I'm signing up for it. So part two of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion aired. And again, it's the Monica show. It really is the Monica show. And one thing I have to give credit where credit is due is the fact that Monica really sat on that couch and took all of these daggers from these women and did not cry. She did not get up and leave. She did not make excuses. Now, she may have made up some names, child, but we'll get to that in a second, honey. But... I think 
what we all learned from this reunion is the fact that, look, all jokes aside, you can say what you want about Monica, but to hear the backstory of her childhood and the backstory of her relationship with her mom, you can't help but feel sorry for her. And I'm not here to judge people. I'm not Judge Judy or Tamara Judge, okay? Not saying Tamara Judge judges people, so I hope you know it's a play on words, child, okay? Because Tamara is a good friend of mine. So when you have a force multiplier like Monica, like a Kenya Moore, a Nene Leakes, a Teresa Judice, Giselle Bryant, when you have force multipliers, one thing I always tell my producers on my shows where we have force multipliers is you have to really dig deep into their childhood so that you can understand who they are as women. And in this case, we have to talk about female reality stars, right? So that's why I named the force multipliers of women I either have worked with or have watched on television. Monica is a complex character. And knowing that her mother prayed for her to be a housewife was sad. And do I believe the story? I do. I mean, look, Monica must be the female Ted Bundy if she is going to make up something like that out of thin air. I just don't think Monica would make up something to that degree, especially because we saw the dynamics of her relationship with her mother. And remember, Monica even said that her mom was making out with a guy in a car while Monica was in the backseat. And again, not judging, but... For a little girl to see that, that's quite disturbing. And when you have complex women joining reality television, always go down the road of their childhood. And when you make the pit stop at their mother, the relationship they have with their mom, it will always explain why they're as complex as they are. NeNe Leakes, Kenya Moore, you know, those are just two examples of women who are the best at what they do, but both having very complex relationships with their mothers. Knowing what Monica had to experience as a little girl, we were privy to this season. In part two of the reunion, we're now learning that, wow, your mother wanted your job, and it appears that your mother wanted your life. The complex relationship with mother and daughters are very sensitive because as a little girl, you look up to your mom. She's your best friend. She's the one who you idolize. She's your first example of a role model. In some situations, the mother can oftentimes can become resentful of the daughters. Resentful meaning sometimes their daughters may have a better relationship with their father which is their mother's husband, right? And that could cause a complex relationship. We're seeing a complex relationship between Paris Hilton and Kathy Hilton. We all assume that Paris and Kathy were close, but after watching Paris in Love season two, you really got a chance to understand that they have a complex relationship. And from what I saw, a lot of it had to do with the fact that Paris obviously was a wild child, but she was also very close to her dad. 
And I wonder if that played a part in the distance relationship that Paris and Kathy had. So when it comes to Monica, her mom, it appears that Monica's mother always wanted her life. And to get down on your knees and pray to the Lord above for you to have your daughter's job is very sad. And I know that we like to, you know, make jokes about the complex relationship she has with her mother. But similarly to us understanding Kenya Moore's backstory with her mom, it allowed even Kenya's haters to really understand that look. I mean, I like Kenya, but I I now understand who she is. I now understand why she's a woman who is complex. I now understand why she's a fighter. I now understand why she's so tough. She had to deal with the fact that her mother ignored her while they were all living under the same roof. That's a lot for a girl to deal with. So then you have Monica, who auditioned to be on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, And then all of a sudden, she is crying to her mom. And her mom prays that if my daughter doesn't get the job, I want to get it. Like, that's fucked up. And you can tell that Monica is still very damaged by that. Monica is a beautiful woman. But you could tell she's damaged inside. Courtesy of her complex relationship with her mother. And this episode made me fall in love with Monica even more. What we have to do, though, is really try our best to understand the complexities of this woman. And what is so fucked up about this cast on Salt Lake City, nobody was checking for this show. You guys were on the radar of the Real Housewives of Dallas level of attention span that we had on this show. And instead of putting your foot forward and saying, at least at the reunion, like, okay, this woman is really telling us who she is. I may be mad about the blog situation, so I'll get to it. But this is fucked up. Let's kind of like understand her more. The only person who was trying to me was Whitney. And I appreciate Whitney for trying to be human in that moment and putting her feelings about Monica aside. But Watching Monica share her story and to see the scowl of Heather, Lisa, and Angie made them so unlikable to me. I just don't understand how you can sit up here and claim to be a part of this Christian, Mormon faith, or whatever you are right now, and this woman across from you is telling about her childhood, and you don't have any empathy or sympathy for her. This woman is giving us something that you girls aren't giving us at all. And instead of you guys being there for her, at least in this moment, right? What you ladies are doing is is what to me is just wrong with some of the women who are part of these franchises. Where we're dealing with Potomac where Candace is crying for help because she's realizing that the rest of the women are trying to get her fired. That they're trying to ice her out. Candace, in my opinion is being iced out on the show. I hate to say this, I think Candace is aware that she's not going to be asked back next season because the queen bee of the show, Giselle, doesn't want her there. And it's painfully obvious. And Giselle has Robin and Ashley to 
be amongst of the 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 crowd to say she must go. And my fear that is looking like a reality is enjoy Candace while you can because this may very well be her last season because these ladies do not want her on the show. And at the end of the day, they're going to choose Giselle over Candace. And you can quote me on that because that's what's going to happen to Candace, unfortunately, and I think is fucked up. What I saw on part two of the Real House Watch of Salt Lake City, that's what these ladies are trying to do to Monica. As Monica is telling you her real life story, these women are saying do not give her any ounce of sensitivity, remorse, love, because our mission, in my Tom Cruise voice, hey, impossible, their mission is to get rid of Monica. And what these women know is this show, in my air quotation marks, is allegedly built on real friendships, which to me is bullshit. Nobody on this show or across this franchise has a real friendship besides Robin and Giselle on Potomac and Alexis and Marisol on Miami. The rest of these girls met on set or they met months before filming, or they knew of each other a little bit, but then getting on the show, they have that common ground. You guys are the same ones who think Sutton and Garcelle are the Paris and Nicole of the simple life in the 90210. And I love Garcelle, and I love Sutton. But let's call a spade a spade. Not the case spade purse. Let's call a spade a spade. No, black folks, not the car game. Let's call a spade a spade. This show wants to give off of this air that it's about real friendships, and it's not. And I love Tamara Judge. She brought, <laughs> Tamara, don't kill me, it's funny, but Tamara Judge brought her friend Jen on, and I know Tamara's saying she didn't bring her on, and Tamara's going to kill me for this, but I love you, Tam Tam. Tamara brought Jen on and read her for film. <laughs> it's like, well, damn, Tamara. Did you have to read Jen like that and throw a napkin in her face? Jeez. But Tamara says, somebody got to save this sinking ship. And baby, Tamara did it. Thank you, Tam Tam. And Jen, I love you. I think you're a great cast member, by the way. But even deeper than that, what you're also seeing is when Tamara was fired, Shanna Bedore stopped talking to her. But you guys want to read me when I tell you that certain women on these franchises are friends. Tamara and Shannon were besties. Tamara gets fired. Shannon says, I'm still on this show, so I got to fucking make friends with the Queen of Chili's, which is Gina. And then she has to be friends with Gina and Emily. And she's like, really? So, you know, she dissed Tamara. So when it comes to Salt Lake City, what they're trying to do is not show any empathy for Monica's story. And that was so evident in this part two reunion. And it made me just realize that I have a strong feeling they're going to ice her out to where there's no point of no return. And if that happens, how unfortunate would it be when you guys were on the chopping block that Karate Kid would practice his moves on and break shit in half? And now you guys are breaking this cast in half because Monica was a blogger. It's weird to me. Nothing's more weird, though, 
than the word touchette. But hey, I digress. One of the other things that we saw on part two reunion is the fact that Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. First of all, I think Lisa Barlow is one of, one of the most beautiful women on television. I think she's stunning to look at, but Lisa is full of shit. And I love me some Lisa Barlow. You can't sit up there and say to Monica about all the nasty things she said to these other women. She said it, she said it, but she owns it. Monica did not have to get caught on a hot mic talking to the showrunner of Salt Lake City for you to be exposed of talking about your and Eric Crow's best friend, Meredith. The stuff you said about Meredith behind her back, I am shocked that Meredith can't forgive you. I'm shocked. The things you said about her was so disgusting that if you guys are going to kick off Monica, then fuck, kick off Lisa. Because if Lisa can say that about her girl Meredith behind her back on a hot mic, imagine what she is saying about the rest of y'all when she is at home spending $60,000 on a ring, getting makeup done to go to brunch down the street or to go to Sundance Film Festival. But none of y'all cared about that because y'all felt that Lisa belonged in this affluent, elitist life that you women live. So Lisa is like, you talk shit about women too, Lisa. You said crazier shit about these other women as well. Why is it that when Monica says it, it's the worst thing in the world? Is it because Monica's delivery is better? Call Monica Pizza Hut because the bitch delivers on time and it's hot. So are we upset that her delivery is much stronger and now is another reason why, see, guess what, lady? This is Lisa. I'm mocking Lisa at this point. Hey, guys, guess what? Like, we're going to make sure that, you know, when it, when it comes to, you know, Monica and everything she's saying, we have to make sure that she understands that we're not fucking with her. So that's what we're going to do. And all of you girls fall in line. I don't mind uh, a housewife working for they check. But Heather, you have to be the most bored woman in Salt Lake City. What do you do? You have more time on your hands than a Rolex watch. Tick, tick, boom, boom. You literally sit on ready. You are so bored and have nothing else going on in your life that you sit there and have Tanisha with her curling iron and her bundles work with you, allegedly, to dig up things on people. You literally have a pamphlet, an encyclopedia on every single thing Monica has done since she was 12 years old. You now are playing some audio of Monica talking shit about Mary. By the way, Monica, I love you, but... <laughs> Girlfriend, it doesn't bear you were talking shit about Mary. But guess what? It's fine. Again, I just don't think we watch reality TV for the moral compass of it all. I think we're sort of like, okay, Monica called Mary a bitch. Like, guys, are we seriously 
going to make this a big deal. But the reason why it was highlighted for me is because it showed that these women were trying to get Mary to come to their side because they kind of saw that Mary had sympathy for Monica. And because they know that Mary is the fan favorite, they were like, no, Mary, you cannot get Monica to be on your team. Because if you want Monica, that means we are forced to film with her next season. And I'm going to tell this to you guys again. Their mission, this reunion, was to ice out Monica. That's why Lisa kept saying, no, you said this. And she's like, Monica's like, no, bitch, you said that too. And they're all like, no, but Monica's yours worse. And then you had Angie K. And again, I love Angie K. I think she's a great comedian. But we call her Hurricane Angie. Cue the hurricane sound, Sierra. Hey, what's the forecast today, Lisa? Are we doing a tornado on Monica today? Heather, what's the forecast today? This is Hurricane Angie reporting for duty. I just go where the wind blows. Thank you. Yes, that's who Angie K is. So then Angie K was able to, of course, be on Lisa's side, shockingly, and also come for Monica. And then they're both like, no, Mary, 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 Mary. No, she said that. That's her voice. Mary, are you listening? See what I'm saying, guys? Their intention was to, we have to get everybody to be on our side. And that's the reason why Meredith, who sat in the middle looking gorgeous in her red, didn't say a word. Meredith didn't say two words this reunion. Because deep down inside, Meredith likes Monica. Because Meredith is like, shit, dig some more shit up on Lisa. Because let's be clear, Meredith will never ever get over what Lisa said about her on a hot mic. That is embedded in Meredith's brain. Meredith wants Monica back. But Meredith, who doesn't know how to drive a vehicle, can't drive herself to go against Queen Heather and her minions. I'm telling you how it works. And because Whitney doesn't mess with her cousin Heather... That's why you saw Whitney really try to sympathize with Monica. Because she's kind of like, Monica, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to get you. At least least I'm trying. Because I believe deep down inside, Whitney's like, Monica's good for the show. Like, I, I don't care what you ladies say. Monica's good for the show. So what you saw was Mary trying to have Monica's back or understand her a little bit. But the other girls were not going to have it. They just weren't going to have it. And then you have Monica claim that Whitney's a racist, which I'm like, damn, that's whoa. I was not expecting that. Not at all. That blew me away. It blew me away. I don't know Whitney like that, so I can't tell you whether or not she is. Listen, I watch TV like we all do, child. I don't think she is based on what I saw on the TV show, but I don't know what Mary knows, honey. So, child, that's a very strong accusation. And look, uh, honey child, I don't know. But it was very interesting to really see race play a role in the part two reunion because Monica also said 
when she was going over her names because Monica changed her name a couple of times. I'm like, what in the true crime is going on here, Monica? So Monica changed her names a couple of times. So I think it was Monica Darnell. Then it was Monica Garcia. Then it was Linda Monica Garcia, which apparently Monica and her mom have the same name. And that whole thing was weird. And then you had Monica claim that Lisa said the reasons why Monica changed her name back to Garcia while she was auditioning for the show is because she wanted to appear to be a Latina. Now, I'm sure you guys want to know what's the big deal. So let me explain it to you. For the past couple of years, there has been this call to action to have more diversity on these shows. That's why within one calendar year, child, you had Ebony as the first black housewife in New York City. You had Garcelle as the first black housewife in Beverly Hills. You had Crystal as the first Asian American on Beverly Hills. You had Tiffany Moon as the first Asian American on Dallas. And the list goes on. Oh, and then you have the first black housewife on the OC, which was Noella. So what Monica was telling us is Lisa felt that Monica was so desperate to get on the show that she wanted to appear as a Latina since Lisa knows that they believe in diversity and inclusion. And if Monica can appear to be a Latina, then she has a better chance of being on the show so that they all can say, look, we have diversity. Of course, Lisa denied it. Now, look, I don't believe anything Lisa says. And I like Lisa as a beautiful woman. And I love her, her kids and her husband. Lisa Barlow is gorgeous and so is her family. But Lisa, you are a liar, liar, pants on fire. And that's okay. Well, it's not okay. But <laughs> it's Housewives, who cares? But it goes to show you that I strongly believe Lisa Barlow said that. Because once again, guys, not to toot my own horn. Thank you, Sierra, for the, the horn sound effects. But I tried to tell you guys, these women have an elitist attitude towards Monica because they don't feel like she belongs on the show. And the other reason why they want to ice out Monica is because Monica knows a lot about these women. And one thing I always tell you guys about these housewives, some of them have a pact to where they will never say anything so vile publicly on the show because they don't want to open up those can of worms. Listen to me and listen to me clearly. Every last Salt Lake City housewife has secrets. No, not secrets deodorant, not Barry White's The Secret Garden. These women have very deep, dark secrets. And the reason why they want to push Monica out fast is because they know Monica knows it all. And because Monica had a blog, they know that Monica's capable of exposing them. So what do you do when someone has dirt on you? In the movies, you kill them off the show. Ladies and gentlemen, what you witnessed on the part two reunion of Salt Lake City was just that. 
Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and yes, baby, my YouTube channel where you can get all of my visuals, baby, my expressions. Yes. And don't forget, tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag realitywiththeking. Reality with the King is a production of Kingdom Reign Entertainment. It is produced by Sierra Spragley Ricks and executive produced by me, Carlos King. King the Rain Entertainment, baby! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.